even though excessive energy is kind of like exciting to watch and it's kind of like, wow, look at look at him fly across the diagonal, right? But when you really look at it, the horse is out of balance, arrhythmical, hanging on the bit. Um, and if you do that over and over and over, over time, you're going to have big problems. Hey guys, it's JJ from Team Tate Academy. Welcome to my podcast, Dressage Life with me, JJ Tate. Like you, I've had my fair share of ups and downs, both of horses and in life in general. I've been so fortunate to have spent most of my life learning from some of the best riders and trainers on the planet. I've also worked hard to learn to cope and balance the crazy highs and heartbreaking lows that come with having horses in our lives. I want this podcast to inspire you, teach you, and remind you that it's all normal, and we are all in this together. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode was originally featured in my private Facebook group, Team Tate TV. If you're not already there, please join us for more inspiring conversations. Hey guys. Tonight, I do... I did have to bring out Charles's book because, you know, that's what's so fun about when I'm here in the States. I'm teaching a lot more. So I get all these like different thoughts because um, part of my problem is I can't turn my brain off. <laughs> so meditation's helping me with that. But I'm always thinking. And I was watching one of my students ride and I also have the apprentices, which I should get them on here soon. Um, we should do what we did when we were in Germany and have a little like question and answer session with the apprentices. So I have four of them and Ashley and I are both the teachers and the instructors. And we've been reading uh, Charles's Athletic Development of the Dressage Horse, Charles the Comfy. Fantastic book. Everyone should read it. Everyone should have it. And then we would go over like with different chapters, we would go into what videos match the chapter. So they would read the chapter, they'd watch a couple videos, and then we would always have, we have once a week class that we discuss, you know, we have like an hour long discussion of the chapter and the videos and what everybody learned and what they felt in their rides that week and what was helpful, what reached out to them. And so... We have a lot of, we, we actually had some this morning. There's always like impromptu quizzes. <laughs> and one of the big quizzes, I always ask them. Uh, we've got one that, you know, sometimes they ride Montana, which those of you in the academy know, Tanner Banana, and how wonderful of a Grand Prix schoolmaster he is. But we also have a four-year-old, Aki, that they ride sometimes. And Derek has a jumping horse. And um, yeah, there's all, we have like all kinds of different levels of horses. So it's really important for them to really learn the science of riding. And so one of the quiz questions this morning, you know, and one girl, no, two were on horses and one was videotaping. So everyone was like down at the arena. And so they are allowed to phone a friend if, they totally blank out and can't remember. But the big question this morning was, well, there was a couple of questions, but the big question, which I had been thinking about last week in a different lesson, was the three phases of training. 
So Charles DeCumpy has, he is a brilliant writer. He's a brilliant teacher. He's just a brilliant man uh, in general. But his books, he has organized the theories and the science of writing into really digestible, clear ways of thinking about things. So he always talks a lot about the three phases of training. So the first phase is the restorative phase. That is your young horses. That is your green horses. And what you restore is because the minute we get on the horse, we totally throw it off balance because we're human and they're horse. And we are a vertical pipe and the horse is a horizontal pipe. And so we're a little bit like like this like outside entity that like climbed up onto the horse. And a lot of times then we throw them off balance. You know, a lot of times, you know, even young horses, you know, like when you first get on them, they're like, oh, 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 I can't walk because you're up there. You know, first off, they might be a little scared because you were next to them and now you're in the saddle. But sometimes they like feel like they can't even like walk forward because the weight, they're not used to carrying the weight. So the first thing we restore is that the horse is balanced with us up there. The second part is we have to restore the purity of the gate. So it's very important, you know, in, in the videos in the academy, we talk about a, a good warm-up and that you have to really have the horse like free, forward, and flowing. I call it the three Fs. And in that warm-up, right? And in the in the in the horse's young phase of it like for the young horse, that restorative phase is their whole entire ride, right? And so it breaks down not only within the horse's lifetime, it breaks down into the horse's daily program, and it breaks down to actually each exercise we do. So I'll read a little quote from Charles's book uh, towards the end, but I first just want to explain first the three phases. So the first one we talked about is the restorative phase, which is our green horses. We get on, we restore the horse's purity of gait, right? Walk has to be a good four-beat, trot has to be a healthy, swinging two-beat rhythm, um, and the canter has to be a pure three-beat gait. So we restore that for the horse, right? With our weight in the saddle. Balance, of course, is huge. And one of the best, well, I mean, the most clear ways we give the horse balance is by making him be in a round shape, right? The horse has to be in an arc. Everything in nature that is made to withstand weight has an arc to it, right? So you can think about our feet. Our feet carry our body weight. We have arches in our feet. Uh, the horse's coffin bone is also in an arc. Uh, his hoof capsule is in an arc. And we need to help make that horse's back an arc. Okay, so that's part of keeping that horse really balanced, um, which is what we need to do in the restorative phase. Then we move to the therapeutic phase. All right, and this is... You know, and Charles has like broken this all down and I will read you from his book because he's brilliant. But this second phase is sort of never really ends. 
it begins in the, you know, and you feel it in the young horse where one canter is easy to pick up and the other canter is not. So this therapeutic phase, we, it's our job as the trainer and the rider and the person in charge of the program of what you're doing with the horse. We have to make that horse ambidextrous, okay? And so, in other words, and it's also, we have to make it straight. So when we talk about, like, what is the definition of straightness, it's really the ability to bend equally in both directions. We also have to make sure not only can the horse bend equally in both directions, each hind leg can carry the same amount of weight as the other hind leg. It can take the same kind of step as the other hind leg. So we're all going for like equality, right? What one hind leg does, the other hind leg has to be able to do. And we feel that in every exercise we do, right? Even from the beginning, like I said, picking up a canter on a young horse, one side's easy, one side's not easy. Um, think about when you begin leg yields, you know, one side like woo to the right you know, is pretty easy pushing that horse off the left side or off your right side to the left. Not so easy. Um, when we think about everything, canter pirouettes, right? Like why do we need to, in the Grand Prix test, ride the canter zigzag on the center line for the judge? Because that judge needs to know, have I made my horse ambidextrous? Can it bend equally left and equally right? Does it make a flying change as good to the left as it does to the right? You know, can I go the same amount of sideways on that center line, right? So even in the beginning of our horse's lives, this ambidexterity is clear how crooked they naturally are. And all the way up through the Olympic level, right, we're judged on does my horse bend equally in both directions? Have I strengthened both sides of the horse? Is the rib cage equal, right? Do each hind legs function the same? Which, of course, you know, we were, that really is about like making the horse sound and healthy. Um, but I love Charles's way of thinking about it in this context of that second phase of training, right? And so you work, 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 years and years and years of making that horse stronger and equally have equal ability on both sides of his body because then we graduate to the third phase of training, which is the amplification of the gates. So this is this time in the horse's life where we're talking about swing. We're talking about expression, cadence, um, fancy prancing, if you will. <laughs> and you know, I always talk about, you know, you need to buy the young horse with as much gates as you can possibly afford. And then you can keep it a secret and then, you know, bring it back out in a real way, you know, um, because horses develop slow and we have to always make sure that the horse's welfare and the tutelage of their talents, uh, we give time to develop. So I always say, like, buy the best horse you can as a youngster, uh, the best mover you can, and then keep it a secret till they're like seven or eight. <laughs> because then they'll have like the body enough to 
support that much motion, that much movement, okay? Because, of course, you know, we want to let them live a healthy, long, happy life, you know, and and be a competitive horse into their late teens and, and maybe early 20s. And so what's interesting about these three phases, right, restorative, therapeutic, amplification, because of all the therapeutic work that you did, right, the shoulder in is so good for the hocks, the half pass is so good for the uh, hips and stifles, right, the haunches in really targets the haunch, the ha uh, stifles, the rain back rounds the lumbar back, right? Like you've got all these exercises that we do to build the horse's body into this amazing athlete, right? That you watch passaging majestically around the arena and it's just years of your work, right? And that's because you've been able to amplify and, and improve that horse's movement, right? It's like, we don't have to buy the fanciest trot. We can develop and like make a fancy trot, right? And that's not by like whipping and pressuring the horse to do it. It's like build him slowly up over the years and then he begins to have this bigger gait. And so this not only, you know, is the idea of the whole entire horse's life, right? Like a young horse starts as just learning to restore their balance under the rider, right? That's the beginning of the horse's career. Then you, over time, it becomes second level. And then you really can delve into that therapeutic phase. And then by the time it's like pre-St. George, it's starting to really move differently, right? And so then it's just you know, from FEI, that whole FEI career is about amplifying and building more strength and more balance to make the horse move so beautiful, you can't even believe it, right? And it would never really become that beautiful without your, uh, your help, you know? Like, horses are amazing, and Charles always has instilled that we become better because we have horses and horses become better because they have wonderful, thoughtful trainers, you know? And so you think about these three phases over this whole entire horse's life, right? Like, yeah, of course, when he's a baby, he does this. And then when he's getting older, he can learn all these fancy stuff. But also what's interesting is that every day we get on, the same thing is happening. So a young horse, just in his 22 minutes, he gets ridden. He just stays in that restorative phase, right? But a Grand Prix horse comes out of the stall and he moves through those three phases. So, of course, the Grand Prix horse begins in his warm-up and he repeats this this trajectory. He repeats this restorative phase in his warm-up. Then you move into lateral work. You build up the strength. You get him loose. You get him engaged. Uh, and that's that therapeutic phase. And then 
by the end of your lesson, you're getting bigger flying changes or you're getting more expression in your half passes or walk. Wow. You know, more um, passage is much more like, like off the ground, you know. And so even in your daily work, you go through these three phases as well. And of course, again, the baby horse, the young horse, the green horse, they stay in that restorative phase the whole ride. But the Grand Prix horse starts there and moves through the therapeutic phase, moves to that amplification. And then you, you start to like get more expression in all of your uh, exercises. Hey guys, did you know that I have an online training academy? Well, I do, and it's called Dun 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 Team Tate Academy. Do you need to know how to ride a shoulder in better? Does your horse get spooky or tight? Would you like a little more theory in bite-sized chunks? How about help with those flying changes or even just helping your horse learn to go on the bit a bit better? We already have over 170 videos on every subject, from basic connection from the ground to Piaf and Passage and everything in between. And I do mean everything. The videos are about 12 minutes long and come with cheat sheets so you can download and keep it at the barn. It's easy to listen from your car, maybe even while you're tacking up your horse. All Academy members join the Tack Room Chats, twice monthly Zoom meetings where you can ask questions and discuss with two of my coaches, and sometimes even I'm able to be there live. Apprentice level members receive monthly lectures with deep dives into theory, discussions with other experts including horse and rider biomechanics, saddle fitting, long lining, mental health and more. You can check it out at teamtateacademy.com info. And now, back to the podcast. So within each exercise, there is also a sense of moving through the three phases. And Michael really helped me with this all the last two years in Germany, where, and I call it in my teaching, I'm like, I just want you to get like the bones of the half pass, right? So... We want to go from the center line to B, right? Just I just need the bones. I don't need a crazy freaky trot. I just need you to get your aids, get the positioning, get from the center line to the B, you know, get from point A to point B and like do the bones, right? Be in balance and have a pure trot or a good canter. Like, so that was also that restorative time. Then as you start to get more comfortable with the bones, you know, then you got to like add in the ligaments to it, right? And that's the therapeutic phase. All of a sudden now, you're not just happy. You're kind of doing it from like point A to point B. Now you're talking about, ooh, a little more uh, crossing of the hind legs and a little bit more positioning of the horse's body, more bend, you know, um, and really maybe a little more sideways, you know, you can really start to kind of break it down of like, is it getting better? And then of course, just like an FEI horse, then you want to go that that horse is like 
swinging and loose and flowing and got the biggest expressive half pass you can you can muster right but you you don't need to start there right i always say and i see it a lot um in the sport because i also compete a lot you know i always say it's way way easier to give more expression and energy to correct content right proper connection a proper seated rider a properly balanced and engaged horse truly engaged from the hind leg and connected to the hand properly it's always easy to add more power and expression to good content versus you've got this like you know like this like crazy you know i'm half passing wow you know and it's like the horse is like flying sideways and it is like out of control and oh you know he's like pulling on the bit and now his tongue's kind of poking out and he's out of balance and it's a little out of rhythm and you know but it's fancy and it's full of energy and it's like swinging and crazy right but there's no balance there and so there's no real there's no real point to it if there's no balance in it right the horse can't really build the body up if there's so much energy and expression right because it's so hard to add the good content and the correct content to excessive energy right even though excessive energy is kind of like exciting to watch and it's kind of like wow Look at look at him fly across the diagonal, right? But when you really look at it, the horse is out of balance, arrhythmical, hanging on the bit. Um, and if you do that over and over and over, over time, you're going to have big problems. Um, and I'm really sensitive to that because I get a lot of horses in my practice who have tongue problems, have tongues hanging out of their mouth. Um, stiff in the contact, they were lame for a while. Um, yeah, just w whatever. And so we have to always a little bit start again, right? Like anything, start at the beginning and help that horse build his body up in the right way. But we we always, always say, you know, it's always easier to add energy and expression, right? The last amplification of the gate to the already really good content, which is that balanced, pure, um, truly bending, which you get into that therapeutic. So um, I'm going to read because I do this sometimes in my life, in my lectures in the academy because Charles is so amazing. But I was searching. I was a little late to get on tonight because I was like searching and searching for this one page in his book that says this Latin term. <laughs> um, uh, or actually, it's uh, just a scientific term. It's not Latin. But um, it's so funny because Charles always talks about this. And I'm like, where was that page about the science of writing, right? Like, we didn't make this up. And this is actually... It, it works, you know, that's why the academy is so fun because um, I've got students who are training their forces at home and solving their own problems and figuring out what videos to watch and then incorporating those things because well, I didn't make it up. Charles didn't make it up. Charles organized it really well. And I've studied with Charles for a long, long time. And 
I hear it and see it in everyone's teaching and everyone's writing. Like I saw Charles all summer in Michael Klumka's writing. Um, it's amazing. And then you go to Aachen and you're like, oh my God, here it is also. Like this is beautiful writing. But I love this idea of really learning the science of writing and being able to understand how this all connects to anything, you know? So this is in my, my Bible, my Charles Bible. It's the Dressage Principles Illuminated. And I, I have a brand new, uh, there's a new edition. It's like updated version, but this is my oldie, but a goodie. So I think he signed it in 2002. <laughs> um, okay, so this is called the, the Vocabulary of the Daily Work. The vocabulary of daily work is a miniature version of the vocabulary of gymnastic work for the entire schooling life of a horse. The principle involved is called, in biology, autogeny recapulates phylogeny, which means that the individual development recapitulates the species development. Sounds always really fancy when Charles gets involved, which is basically what I've just been talking about, but I'll explain it. I'll keep reading because it'll come more clear. In training terms, our daily goals must reflect our training career goals. Our daily equestrian activities must be identical throughout the years. Only the time spent, the complexity of the tasks, the sophistication of the conceptual development and exercises change. The essentials, which are the training principles, remain the same. Training should not be drilling for competitions and should not be drilling of movements. All movements are actual exercises. They are not just to be done, but written so correctly that they provide the strength and skill for the horse's athletic development. Correct gymnastic development is obvious. That is because a correctly gymnatized and obedient horse will be changeable, adjustable, malleable, and respond to the rider's aid seamlessly without delay. The correctly ridden horse must be adjustable in its frame, body, and stride. The larger the horse's gymnastic vocabulary is developed, the more advanced his training is. The success is measurable only by the adjustability of the horse's frame, from short to long, from tall to low, from contracted to stretching, in its various parts and his ability to bend or straighten his spine and torso. His limb movement should be shorter, taller, longer, and more ground gain. When a rider asks for an exercise, he should merely be able to adjust the dials on the horse. Turn the dials of frame, body, and stride, longer, shorter, taller, or lower, and find the obedient horse there where you placed him. So I just love that. And everyone should read Dressage Principles Illuminated. It is the best book on the planet. It's my Bible. I used to actually always carry it with me to every clinic I would teach. And I would read on the airplane to just like bring Charles back into my heart so I can share him with everyone because he's just brilliant. But it's also fun to think about when you are riding your horse are you able to turn and tune your dials? I love this idea that every day, every exercise 
and every horse's career have these three phases of the training. So I hope you guys found that uh, entertaining and interesting. And I'm so glad you guys joined me and make it a great day. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my podcast, Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Don't forget to subscribe. And we would love it if you would share this with other dressage riders and they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. Do you have a topic request, question, or some feedback? Please email us at teamtatedressage at gmail.com. Thanks for joining and make it a great day.